You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichardt, on the second Sunday in Ordinary Time. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Seeing Jesus coming towards him, John said, Look, there is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I spoke of when I said, a man is coming after me who ranks before me because he existed before me. I did not know him myself and yet it was to reveal him to Israel that I came baptizing with water. John also declared, I saw the spirit coming down on him from heaven like a dove and resting on him. I did not know him myself but who sent me to baptise with water, had said to me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and rest is the one who is going to baptise with the Holy Spirit. Yes, I have seen, and I am the witness that he is the chosen one of God. The Gospel of the Lord. I find it interesting that at the start of this ordinary time uh, of the year that we should have this gospel reading after we've just celebrated Christmas and all of those events around it, when we heard over and over again about John bearing witness to the birth, sorry, not to the birth, but to the life of Jesus. And yet in a sense, it's kind of appropriate, isn't it, that as we begin this new year here in Australia, that we look at John the Baptist pointing to Jesus and saying, behold the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sins of our world. Words that we say every time we celebrate the Eucharist together. It was interesting, through the week as I was reflecting on this reading, I noticed for the first time that John says he's the one who takes away the sins of the world, not takes away the sins of men and women in the world. As I was musing over that, it kind of dawned on me that John was talking about the idea that there is kind of a corporate sense of sin in our world, that we all participate in what is wrong, the failings of our world, which of course are the failings of individual men and women, but indeed operating together. When I think about what is one of the great sins of our world, I think it's the way we are so judgmental of other people, how we seem to focus on people's failings rather than their good. Just this week in the media, we saw one of our prominent politicians being accused because of the way that he dressed at his 21st, some 20 years ago, he's now 40. I'm not suggesting that what he did was appropriate, I'm not suggesting it was right, but I am starting to think, how is it that we look back at a person's life 20 years ago, really, at the 21st, he was just a kid, and somehow we abuse the person who he is now for what he did back then. I'm not a cab-carrying member of that particular party of politics, I might add. But isn't it true we seem to look for the evil in people? We seem to look at people's failings, and especially going back into people's past. Now, I don't know about you, but I probably would not be proud of some of the things that I did when I was a teenager. Maybe I'm not proud of some of the things that I do now. We all fail and we make mistakes. 
But why is it that they're the things that we highlight as being the most prominent in our world? And we're so quick to attack people for their failings. And we're not so quick to praise people for their goodness. I'd like to think that maybe when John was pointing to Jesus and saying he's taking away the sins of the world, the part of what he was talking about was taking away the sin and recognising the goodness in people. You know, if you can imagine that we painted all the bad people in the world a certain colour, let's say orange, and all the good people another colour, say blue, what colour would most of us be? I'd be streaky. And probably would most of us, because life is complex and difficult and chaotic. And we all make mistakes and we all fail. But John tonight, in pointing to Jesus as taking away the sins of the world, challenges me to see the good in this world, rather than the problems and the evil and the failings of other people. Sure, we've all got a long way to go. Sure, our world could be a far better place but we are surrounded by good people who struggle, who make mistakes, who fail, but want to cooperate in building a better world, as you and I hopefully try to do. There's that line in Mark Antony's speech overseas or in Shakespeare, where he says, the evil men do lives after them, the good is often interred with their bones. And it seems to me that that's often what we do in our world. Well, I'd like to turn that around and say, let's see the good that people do live after us. Let's see the bad buried, interred with our bones.